Ladies and gentlemen, this is Christian Fellowship International, University of Benin, UBTH chapter, using God's love to groom the future today. Um, and then in Genesis 3, he gave a prophecy that the seed of the woman will bruise the head of Satan. And that was the first time the prophecy for salvation because God's original plan has always been salvation. Praise God. Because the only way, the only way a man that can make his own choice will do what God will want is if God is living through that man. Praise God. The only way a man that has the ability to make his own choice will do what God will want is if God, by himself, if that man receives God into his life and God is living through him. And that has been the original plan since redemption. Praise God. Are we following? Are we following? Praise God. So God, God prophesied about Christ. That Christ will bruise the head of Satan. And he prophesied about redemption. Redemption. Uh, redemption by faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God prophesied. The, the prophecy went forth. Right, no, and after the fall of man, no, God did not run away from man. Right, praise God. God did not run away. No, the idea is that as a man fell, God just distanced himself from man. No, God did not run away from man. In fact, God was in constant communion with man. And one of the ways you can know that is Cain and Abel, for example. First of all, how did Cain and Abel know? No, the Bible says that Abel offered a, a better offering. Right, by faith, Abel offered a better offering. So, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, for Abel to offer something by faith, it means he heard something. Where did he hear it from? God was communicating with him. Praise God. So God was still communicating with man. Hallelujah. Even Cain, when God met, when God met with Cain, said, what have you done to your brother? Cain is asking, no, imagine you are the first person to ever murder, to ever kill, and then you just hear one voice from heaven asking you, what have you done? And then you are replying to that voice, am I my brother's keeper? No, uh, uh, I forgot the English version. Let me just speak, speak the pigeon version. The pigeon version is still finished. The, you have, you have, means that you have gotten so used to the voice that you don't feel that awe that comes from hearing God's voice. Praise God. So, can as so God was in constant communication with man. God was in constant communion with man, right? But man kept running away from God. Man kept running away from God. No, in Genesis chapter six. Verse 5, Bible says, Christ had to come through a virgin. Praise God. Now imagine a world where everybody is evil continually. No, the preceding verse was saying, talking about the 
sons of God sleep with the sons of men. Praise God. Sorry, the daughters of men. All those plenty, plenty things. Now, if the world was continued like that, there will probably be no virgin for Jesus to come through. So, God was preserving a race for the Christ. And so, God wiped out that generation. Now, not, no, God has something in mind because in First Peter, First Peter chapter, where is that? Where did I write it? Uh, okay, I will look at it. First Peter 3, yes. First Peter 3, verse 18 to 20. You see that these people that had died in the flood of Noah, later, when Jesus would die, he will go to the prison to preach to them and they will receive salvation. And Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 that he will lead captivity, he led captivity captive. That means he led everybody in there out. So God had to destroy, God had to remove them first so that they will not spoil the plan. Praise God. Are we following? Because the plan is that Christ will come. The plan has always been Christ to come. Praise God. So in his love and mercy, he removed everybody in Noah's generation and started a new one. And then from Noah, a few generations later, he found Abraham. And the Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was counted to, counted to him for righteousness. What did he believe? That by his seed, that by his seed, the nations of the earth will be blessed. And in, in Acts chapter 3, verse 23, 24, ah, we find out that this, the blessing of Abraham was not just car was not material things because Abraham was rich before before God called him. Praise God. The blessing of Abraham was that what God told Abraham was that um, Acts chapter, let's just read it. Acts chapter 3. Oh, hallelujah. Acts chapter 3 verse verse Acts chapter 3 verse uh, 25. You are the children of the prophet and you are included in the covenant God promised to his ancestors, to your ancestors. For God said unto Abraham, through your descendants, all the families of the earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant Jesus Christ, he sent him first to preach to, first to you people of Israel, to bless you. To bless you by turning each of you back from your sinful ways. So, the way God was going to bless the nations of the earth was by turning them away from their sin. So, God was saying that through your seed, no, in Galatians 3, the Bible was not saying that that seed was not talking about seeds as of men. He was talking about Christ. So, through Christ, will all the nations of the earth be blessed. So, how would they be blessed? They will be turned away from their sins. So, God preached the forgiveness of sin to Abraham. And this is what Abraham believed and it was counted to him for righteousness. So, the reason why Abraham was special was God needed a generation where the Christ would come from. And if you go several generations later, the children of Israel went to captivity and then the God rescued them from captivity. Now they are in the wilderness and they are, they are messed up. God gave them the God, God told Abraham, God told Moses in Acts in Exodus chapter 19, verse 4, 5. That if they will continue my in my covenant, I will make them a holy people unto me. In my uh, make them a special people, a peculiar treasure unto me, a kingdom of priests and kings. Praise God. But that, as at that time in Acts chapter 19, the law was given in Acts, in, sorry, in Exodus 19. The law was given in Exodus 20. So the covenant had not yet happened. But God was saying them, if you continue in my covenant. So what covenant was God talking about? Obviously, the covenant he had with Abraham, that if they would believe in the Christ, if they would believe in the Christ, they would be special. They would have that same gift of righteousness that God gave unto Abraham. So in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, 
Bible says that unto them was the gospel preached as unto us, but they did not mix it with faith. Um, verse, verse 2, Hebrews 4, verse 2. For this good news that God has prepared, has prepared this, for this good news that God has prepared this rest and has been announced to us just as it was to them, but it did not do them good because they did not share the faith with those, or share the faith of those who listen to God. Um, in King James says that they did not mix it with faith. So they heard the good news, but they did not mix it with faith. Praise God. So God gave them the law. Law showing the standards of God. And God knows that man in his fallen state cannot keep the law. So God gave them the law and the offerings. The sin offering particularly. The sin and the, the sin offering. Now in Leviticus chapter 16, the sin offering was to account for their shortcomings. Praise God. God knows that they will not, they will not um, keep the law. So, in the sin offering, there are two goats. They, they have two goats. Just like there are two goats. Nah. One, they slaughter one, they not slaughter. <laughs> Sorry. Back to what I was saying. <laughs> Alright, so, in the sin offering, one goat is called the scapegoat, and one is the offering offering. So, what they do is this, that, um, this Leviticus chapter 16. You can read that up. No, we'll talk about this more in details. Uh, um, later on in this presentation. So, in the sin offering, they, um, the, first, the first goat, they slaughter the goat and they purify the temple. They purify the temple and they sprinkle the blood of the goats on the people. Praise God. And by that, Bible says that, no, Bible, uh, Bible says that Aaron, would do, Aaron was the priest. Aaron was the high priest. Aaron would sacrifice that, would first do sacrifice for himself to make himself righteous. Then he would sprinkle the blood on the people, making them righteous. So it did not matter what they had done all through the year because the sacrifice was once in a year. When they do that sacrifice, that offering, the, the, by the blood of the lamb, by the blood of the lamb, they are made righteous. They are made righteous. So the other goats, Bible says that they will lay, Aaron will lay hands on the goat's head and confess the sins of the people, Leviticus 16, upon the goats. And the goat will carry the sins of the people and one man will take it to the wilderness, to exile. No, this was a picture of what Jesus would do. I thought that Jesus would be our, the lamb that was slain and would be the scapegoat for us. That in his blood, no, the blood was not necessarily shared on the cross. It, was, it took, Bible says that in Hebrews chapter 9, that he took his blood into the holies of holies. So the blood was shed in heaven. He took the blood, okay, with details of that we given in the dispensation. But just follow me. So, by the blood of Jesus, in, in, in the same book of Hebrews, Bible says that without shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So, your sins are not forgiven because you have lived holy or you confessed all the sins. No, your sins are forgiven because of the blood of Jesus. So, the second goat, which is the scapegoat, Bible says that the, the, uh, Abraham will lay his hands on the goat and confess the sins of the people of Israel upon that goat. Bible says in, in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 that he that knew no sin became sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So, Jesus took our sin. Jesus became our sin that we may receive the gift of righteousness. Jesus became our sin and just like the God was led to the wilderness, Jesus went to hell to suffer the punishment for our sin. And if Israel will do that sacrifice, just those two, they are righteous before God. And that's why God did not punish anybody. Read your Bible. God did not punish anybody for stealing, for killing. When Israel received punishment was when they did not do that sacrifice. 
when they started sacrificing to Baal, when they started doing all those other plenty of things. And the other nations knew that Israel's safety. Why am I using this mic? Let me Why am I using this mic? I was thinking it's just five minutes. Cut, cut, cut that. <laughs> I was thinking it's just five minutes. You want to come and give me that mic now? Okay, back to, back to, break. sorry for the break in translation. All right, because I almost want to fall myself here. <laughs> All right, so, um, when Israel, when Israel messed up, other nations will see that Israel has stopped sacrificing to God. They have stopped doing that sacrifice. And I know that the protection, because the covering that God otherwise Israel is left, is, has been removed. So they will attack. And God has, a go, has had something in mind with that attack. Because when they attack Israel, they will not run to God and call God. And God will send them help. Praise God. So that's how the judges came about. That's how the kings came about. Israel always not sacrificing because immediately after Joshua died, they stopped, they stopped sacrificing. All this offering, everything I just explained, they stopped it. For years later, there was King Josiah later. And I found that distance. Praise God. Praise God. So on and on, Israel, Israel will mess up, not do that offering. They will be punished. And the Bible says in Amos chapter 4, God, God said, He sent them locusts, He sent them punishment, He sent them everything. Expecting that Israel will come to Him. Expecting that Israel will call unto Him. But they did not. They did not. They were stiff necked. Or stiff necked. Yeah. Praise God. Uh, let's celebrate Levites. Let's celebrate Levites. Celebrate Levites. God sent God, Bible says that God said that He sent them um, different punishment, but they refused to come to God. And in chapter in Amos chapter. Where is the Amos? In Amos chapter 4. In Amos chapter 4, God told them, I think 10 or so, that prepare to meet your God. Prepare to meet your God. Because this time God is coming in person. And when God came. Oh, hallelujah. Let's be the blessed Lord in our tongues. God came, and God came in the person of Christ. God by himself came to show himself to man. Because the only way man will come to God is if God first came to man. And God came to man, and um, he became man. The Bible says that in the beginning was the world, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the world, and the world was God, and the world was God. Right, um, the same with the beginning of God, all things were made without him was nothing made that was made. Then if you skip to chapter 14, he said that and that world became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we bear his glory as of the only begotten of his father, full of grace and truth. So when we saw God, we saw God's grace. When we saw God, we saw his love and kindness. No, Jesus did not come to preach condemnation, Jesus came to show them the Father. That this is the Father that has always loved you. And when they met Jesus, teach us how to pray. Jesus said, Our Father. For the first time, man is hearing that God is a Father. For the first time, man is, man is hearing that God is a Father. So God, will, Jesus will always call God Father. Jesus will say, Your Heavenly Father. This way, put are not born again. But Jesus will say, Your Heavenly Father. He knows that you need these things. Jesus was the express image of God. The express image of God. The express image of God. The full revelation of the Father embodied in one person. Jesus came to give us an, a revelation of the Father. 1 John chapter 5. He said he came to give us an understanding of him that is true. The Son of God has come to give us an understanding of him that is true. And we are in him that is true. No, Jesus said in John chapter 14, 
verse, verse 4, that if you are seeing me, you are seeing the Father. If you are seeing me, you are seeing the Father. So when we saw the Father, like John would say, say we say this, this, this word of truth, we touched it. We handled it. We saw him. We knew that this one came from the Father. This one came from the Father. What did we see in him? We saw grace. We saw unfailing love and kindness. Unfailing love and faithfulness. We saw that God did not condemn. No, the, the woman that was caught in the act, the very act of adultery. Came to, they, they, brought, they brought her to Jesus. They brought her to Jesus, expecting Jesus to condemn her. And Jesus said, if you have, no, if you have not seen, uh, cast the first soul. After a few minutes, everybody left. Jesus called, Jesus asked her, where are, your, where are your accusers? Because what the law always did was to accuse us. Was to show us our shortcomings. But that's not what Jesus came to do. Jesus came that for the son, Jesus said in John 3 verse 17, for God did not send his son to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus was the embodiment of the Father. The full expression of God's love. The full expression of God's love. The full expression of God's love. The full expression of God's love and kindness. And we bear His glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And that's what this dispensation is all about. Resting on the love of the Father. Resting on what God has done in Christ Jesus. Resting, taking, no, we say rest is not inactivity. We say rest is trusting that what God did in Christ is sufficient for God and sufficient for us. We saw the full expression of God's love in Christ Jesus. And he died. Just like the scapegoat, he went to hell for our sake. He went to hell for our sake that we will not go to hell. Just bless the Lord that us. The love of God, it will be shed in our heart, shed our brother in our heart more deeply. We will know it more intimately, this dispensation. We will know it more intimately, this dispensation. We will know it more intimately, this dispensation. Our posture this dispensation is rest. Oh, and our attitude is rejoicing. Trusting that what God did in Christ is sufficient for him. There is nothing left. There is nothing left. There is nothing left. There is nothing left. Everything Christ God, everything that God would need of us, Christ became for us. Everything that God would need from us, Christ became for us. In his grace, he supplied all that pertains to life and godliness. In his grace, he supplied all that pertains to life and godliness. All that pertains to life and godliness. Oh, I want to speak of prayer now. Just stand up. Oh, Prada Vashadi Kosoto Prada Vashananandes. Oh, Banda Basi Boko Baranamandes. John chapter 4, John chapter 1. Oh, I want you to hear believers pray in other tongues. Pray in other tongues. Pray in other tongues. Oh, Nana Masharada Banana Mandis. Oh, Vadi Shada Banana Mandis. I want you to take this dispensation, 27 dispensation, 
as an overflow of the 25th and the 26th dispensation. The 25th dispensation we learned about the love of God. The 27th, the 26th dispensation we learned about the gospel. The gospel is the love of God, right? It's about the love of God. Just turn with me to John chapter 1, verse 14. The theme scripture for the for the 27 dispensation. And the world was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 16, and of his fullness have all we received. Grace for grace. Titus 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation that appeared to all men, teaching us that denying our godliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. For by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. More abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. By learning about the grace of God, so we saw from scriptures the grace of God that brings salvation. So, number one, grace saves. Say, grace saves. Verse 12, it says, Titus 2, verse 12. It says, that same grace teaches us to deny our godliness. So, grace teaches. Say, grace teaches. And then in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10, Paul said that I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not that but the grace of God trusted me. That means grace and power. Say grace and power. So say grace saves, grace teaches, and grace and power. I welcome you to the 27th dispensation. The dispensation of grace and truth. Resting on the unfailing love and faithfulness of the Father. Our posture is rest. No struggles. No struggle. No struggle. In rest, we see miracles. We see amazing miracles. Amazing testimonies. No, in the later verses of Titus 2, verse 11. No, um, I, I was thinking about it. And I was like, God, this you know, it sounds so weak, grace and truth. And God said in Titus 2, verse 14, I think 14, so that was he has created for he has brought for himself a people that is zealous of good works. And God said that grace gives the zeal 
for good works. If people are passionate about the gospel, if people are passionate about the gospel, we are preaching the gospel of the grace of God. The gospel we are preaching is the gospel of the grace of God. Room to room, class to class, faculties to faculties, hostel to hostel, all over this campus, we are preaching the gospel of the grace of God. It's covering this campus, the gospel of the grace of God. Through our mouths, we are, we are, we are grace preachers. We are grace preachers. That's the message God has given us. The gospel of the grace of God. We are preaching the gospel of the grace of God. Are there grace preachers here? Don't be a blessing at us. Pray at us. Pray at us. All about this campus. The grace of God. The grace of God. It's covering us. It's covering. All the world. Praise God. And God told me. God told me that the grace of God is starting from our hearts to the world. From our hearts to the world. It is flooding our hearts. The revelation of God's love and kindness. It's flooding our hearts. And it's moving, it's, it's flowing from our hearts to the world. So you be in your class and you're talking about the grace of God. No, you be in that class, you're talking about the grace of God. You be in your house, you're talking about the grace of God. Well, I said earlier in the dispensation that so you saw um, gospel campaign. Gospel campaign, you saw gospel campaign. And if you are coming for prayer meeting, I said, I'm going to have gospel campaign like that every week. You are going to be preaching the gospel. I promise you, that I what I promise, I promise to you. That you will preach the gospel every week. This is the expectation. I don't you have break that exam. But God, this gospel, you will preach it. You will see miracles from your hands. As you trust on the grace of God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just bless the Lord that us again. Pray that pray that us. Pray that us. Oh, it's a grace and true dispensation. Grace and true dispensation. Oh, we are resting on the finished work of Christ. Alright, so we'll be taking the confessions quickly. Just go online, check your chat. The confession should be there already. Just all if there's if it's in the group chat for Jesus, as I said, say to all our group chat, we're taking the confessions. Okay, so it's not sell good chats right now. Oh, Banamandes, Sikoko, Dufrada Banamandes. Ebarabashanamandes. Oh, Baranamandes. Flooding our hearts. Flooding our hearts. Flooding our hearts. Hallelujah. Have we seen it? Have we seen it? Have we seen it? All of us for somebody. We visit. You be using data this dispensation, no? You see this thing here? It's not for play. <laughs> Hallelujah! All right. So, have we all seen it? GC is on the GC. GC leaders, please send to all your your units. Send it. Send to all yourselves. Send it on the cell group chat. God's grace abounds. 
So let's read it together. So we'll read it together. Praise God. Amen. So one to go. God's grace abounds towards me. I'm conscious of God's unfailing love and faithfulness. I rest in the fact that God loves me. Therefore, all things are working together for my good. Amen. Alright, let's take the second one. Are we there? Alright, see, God's grace abounds towards me. Sin has no dominion over me. I have been delivered from the nature of sin. I am dead to it. I now have godly desires. Amen. Hallelujah. God's grace abounds towards me. I am the beloved of the Lord. Set apart and preserved for his glory. I carry his identity. I am not lost. I am not stranded. I have the help of the Father. Amen. Okay, God's grace abounds towards me. His grace is at work in me, making me willing and able to do His will. I give myself to learning the truth of God's word, and I bear much fruit. Oh, you just say God's grace abounds towards me. I experience His goodness and tender mercies. I see mighty miracles and amazing testimonies as I rest on God's grace. God's grace abounds towards me. I am a carrier and dispenser of the good news, of God's love and kindness, a minister of reconciliation. I am a preacher of the gospel of the grace of God. Just pray not us again. Pray not us. One minute. Just pray not us. So this, this confessions, I want you to take it personal. Pray it every day. Pray, pray, be praying as, as you listen to me. Pray it every day. Pray it on your life every day. The, the scriptures are there for you to study it every day. It's a dispensation of grace and truth. The unfailing love and faithfulness of the Father. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. I want to see believers rejoice. Five persons, with five persons, and welcome down to the great and truth. 